Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All of the buzz as of late is artificial intelligence. Everyone seems to be talking about it. We have here on the Gains podcast for months now, and we just finished up earnings season, and nearly every publicly traded company that I watch in every imaginable space talked about AI and many claiming to be AI companies now. And that's what we're talking about today. I'm Andy Gersher, and this is Gains. talking technology, artificial intelligence. We'll include drones and robots in the conversation as well. So let's bring on Andrew Bush, former chief markets intelligence officer at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission and economic futurist at andrewbush.com. Andy, always great to have you on the Gaines podcast. Yeah, it's a blast to be on with you, Andy. I'm a big fan of Gaines. And I'm a big fan of having you on the Gaines podcast, especially when we can talk technology in the future. And as mentioned in the lead, artificial intelligence is all the rage right now. So, Andy, I'll have you start right there. Yeah, and I think right now every tech company is saying that they're an AI company. So let's be clear about this. It's gotten a little out of control, and there's a lot of – I think people have heard of greenwashing. Well, there's AI washing where companies say that they're using AI, what they're just really doing is having software engineers do something. So you got to know your company, but it is really exciting. Um, And it's a little bit dangerous too, because of a number of different reasons with AI. But the thing that's exciting about it is the ability to learn and to apply this to so many different industries, so many different applications of this, whether it's robotics, whether it's drones, whether it's information, whether it's investing, all of these things are potential areas for this to become um, a tool and people to use as a tool. And I think it will be pretty much ubiquitous within the next you know, three to six months on these applications uh, across so many different sectors. So we're going to learn a whole bunch of different things that we never had the opportunity to do before and get a lot better and become much more efficient. So that's kind of the bigger overview, I think, of what the possibility and and um, promise of this really wonderful new tool that we have. The downside on this thing is that we don't know exactly how it works, um, depending on the application. So, you know, we're talking about LLMs. This is limited uh, language models, right? And so, um, with these, they're they're kind of siloed into teaching them specifically what we want for each application that we have. They don't have general 
uh, knowledge yet. So let's be really clear about that or universal knowledge. That's something where there'll be years probably down the road from that where they could function as a brain would. We're not there yet, um, thank goodness, because then we've got some really bigger questions to really answer about that um, as far as the super intelligence goes. We're not there yet, thank goodness, but we better start involving um, the government, regulators, politicians about what the problems are that come with that. But for the meantime, let's have a blast with this thing and let's find out ways to use it. It is a tool. And again, when you have these budding technologies, there's a ton and ton of overpromise as well. We've seen it in autonomous vehicles. We've seen it in the metaverse. We've seen it in crypto. We've seen it in almost every technology. It really hits the public and they start seeing the potential. And then, as you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation, every company seemingly is magically in it now. And they, you know, it just has so many promises uh, that it's going to change. And this is, I mean, this is a budding technology, just like the the Internet was when it first came around. But the Internet has come a long way and so will AI. And I think that we still have a long ways to go to a lot of the things that they're promising. And I want you to just kind of speak to that real quick, Andy. Yeah, I mean, it's... um First of all, just even using like ChatGPT, you really have to be careful with it because it will hallucinate. Everybody probably knows this by now. In other words, it'll make stuff up. Um, one little prompt that I would tell people if you I, I was just giving a speech up in Boston to a bunch of um, uh, people working in the life sciences field. And one of the tips that I got from those people who are doing hardcore, you know, uh, research into, you know, the application of it for, you know, uh, mRNA and other things like that was like, look, it's fine to use it. But then after you, after you ask it to find something, then ask, what are the references you've used as an example of a, a prompt after it's created the material? And that way you'll know if, if it has them, great. If not, then you know it's pretty much made it up. So that's just something that I think um, – is one of the drawbacks to it. You really, I mean, it's fun to use, but like if you're using it for research and things like that, you really got to be careful with it and how it plays out. The other aspect of this thing that worries me is, is the ability of these different models to learn on their own, but then also to um, where it could get kind of mind blowing is when you take the model and then you ask it, can you make yourself more efficient as a model? And that's really interesting because now you've given it a task that you, the outcome is to be more efficient, but I'm not sure we understand what that would mean for the AI and how it would come about to become more efficient. In other words, you're asking AI to write AI, and all of a sudden you're two or three steps removed from actually controlling what? it. And then I think that's what's the, compelling in the sense of what the risk is. A lot of people don't realize that we created AI, but AI has created that next level of AI, and we're not sure how it works. And that's the danger, I think, that you're speaking to, huh, Andy? Yeah, and I think it's really important to understand because, like, okay, so the, the big um, example that almost a, every AI, you know, hardcore researcher puts out there, because they're all worried about this, for sure, is, is the paperclip uh, factory problem. And that is, 
you tell AI, you go, look, it's plugged into what you're doing at the pay-per-click factory, and you're saying, make us more efficient. And so AI goes, no problem. And all of a sudden, it draws a huge amount of power because it wants to power up the plant to run at you know a super high level for a very long period of time. And it draws like half of the power of a city to the plant, <laughs> and then you burns up the plant. You know, and then you cause a brownout. Uh, so that's just one of the things that, like, you got to be careful in, like, how to utilize this thing and the parameters you put around what you're prompting it to do. So that's just a small example. Another example would be, like, and again, from life sciences, you say, well, look, hey, you know, can you solve uh, climate change or greenhouse gases? You know, is there something we can do from a, a uh, bioscience standpoint? And that's the prompt you give it. Well, the AI may go, sure, I've got something. And it creates a, a bio, you know, uh, germ or something that actually solves the, the GHG problem, and, but it kills all the human beings. Right, yeah. Well, you know, you could get, the, you could get rid of uh, a lot of the problems that humans are causing by just removing them all. I mean, that's – but – and, 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 and that's, that's the kind of things where it can get scary – and again, this technology is still very far away from making the critical decisions that could really put um, people, institutions, assets at harm. But it, but it is coming, and it's certainly an interesting conversation. Right. Yeah. I mean, so this is just something, you know, for your listeners as they're looking out at this and, and hearing all of these amazing things that are going on, um, for sure, it's, a, it's, it's, you know, fantastic. But these are the questions you're going to have to answer at some point uh, with this technology uh, because it is running really fast, really hard. There's no controls on it right now. And whether it's the United States, Russia, or China, this is where this stuff's going. So we're already seeing misuse of this. There's a lot of fake news that you can generate really fast. There's a lot of um, negative things with um, the ability to change pictures, to change video, um, there's a lot of fake videos out there. There's a lot of fake news that can get generated. Uh, so um, there's there's ways of taking people's voice and, and being able to apply it to make them sound like they're saying something crazy. All of that's out there and all of it's coming to, you know, the next election uh, that you're going to experience. So just be ready for it. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you talk about voices, we were just talking about how, you know, they're deploying AI to drive-through windows. Hardy's just announced they're going to roll it out yeah. nationwide. Wendy's is uh, uh, testing it as well amongst a ton of others. And, you know, the interesting thing in that particular area, you talk about voices. One of the things, one of the gimmicks that they're looking at is having different celebrity voices being used <laughs> at the drive-through window. So, I mean, it's just the areas this is all going to touch is unbelievable in so many different ways. I would love to give my order to like SNL's Colin Jost. That would be good. I would love that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I'll tell you what. I, I was thinking the other day, Hardy's announced that they were going to roll this out nationwide, especially early on. It's kind of gimmicky. I think just from the gimmick side of it, you know, that could help drive business just for the new interest as well. Uh, if you're that first fast food place that is in town using AI drive through, people are going to try to 
uh, check it out. So, I mean, there, there's there's parlor tricks to it. There's gimmicks to it. There's real, real stuff this is going to be utilized for, you know, down the road. It's going to be a big part of our lives. So just kind of explain where we're at on that, you know, that that cycle, the tech cycle. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is your data privacy. So um, that's that's also a question for Hardee's. When you pull up and give your order, they record your order. They put your name and voice to it. Like, do they have video of you, too? You know, I mean, that's these are the things we don't know. These are the areas that, you know, you have a right to your own privacy. You have a right to make sure that people aren't using your data in a way that you don't want them to. These are all some of the questions that come up uh, when it comes to this stuff. Um, as far as, you know, the application of AI, it, it, I mean, I guess that's kind of the, the cycle of which this is going is the hype cycle is really strong right now for AI. It's like out of control, I would say. But Having said that, it's at the beginning stages of this technology, and um, you're, you've, many of us have already been using it, whether you use a chatbot or um, there's a lot of things in uh, CRMs that utilize it. Um, this is co- uh, customer relationship uh, management software, stuff like Salesforce. Um, Microsoft is embedding it in their Excel, in all their suite of products. Uh, so we know that this technology is available, and I would just say we're at the beginning stages of of what this will do, how more efficient we'll become, what does it mean for people's jobs, what does it mean for um, the economy overall. I I think what I'm telling audiences when I travel, you know, each week across the country is like, this is an amazing tool, but to me, very shortly, there'll be two types of companies. The companies that use AI and pretty much the companies that go out of business because it's that powerful of a tool. How long that is, I'd give it a runway of about three years because that's what a difference this tool will make for businesses. So it's really exciting, but it's a little scary and how people are going to rush to use this thing and then how it's going to influence your life. Um, I think people are very familiar with uh, Netflix and how they picked movies for you and things like that. I mean – you're going to see a lot more of that, whether it's your music, whether it's Netflix, whether it's um, going to the grocery store, um, you know, your refrigerator can have it. I mean, there's just all sorts of crazy stuff that's going to go on with it. Now, I, there's some really fun things, and we'll get into this talking about drones and robots. And we can talk about that right after the break. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I've been told that's podcast gold totally appreciate the solid there and as always subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new gains episode drops we drop gains episodes on wednesday mornings we'll be right back after the break call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, back with Andrew Bush, former chief markets intelligence officer at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission an economic futurist at andrewbush.com, and that's B-U-S-C-H, andrewbush.com. A lot of us are adding AI to our lives. I've been using it for planning for a variety of, of things. It helps with the show. How are you deploying AI to your life? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that I use it. I use it almost every day. A lot of times I'll use it to um, do a lot of historical research when I want to go back in the markets and take a look at something that happened in 1984 or, you know, the Russian uh, financial crisis, things like that to give me kind of perspective and context for what's happening today. Um, So that's one way that I really like to use it. Um, Outlines for things I think are really helpful. It just speeds up the process. Um, and, and looking at, you know, um, also uh, tracking down where are, you know, latest advances um, in certain sectors. Now, with ChatGPT, you're limited to 2021, so you're not getting the stuff that's faster, but, you know, there's other services that you can use. So that's kind of the way I'm incorporating it into it. You know, you can use it in a lot of different ways. Ed- educators can use it if you're trying to design a learning plan for your students. Uh, especially individual learning plans um, for kids that are struggling, um, you know, let's say in just hearing instruction, maybe there's a visual plan that they can utilize. I mean, there's all sorts of really amazing things that you can do with this. So I don't want to leave people with the understanding that like, this is a really bad thing. It's not, it's an amazing tool. Um, It comes with some problems, but it can really help a lot of people. You know, as we've talked artificial intelligence here, and there's chat bots, and, and we've talked about different ways it's been deployed. But one of the big areas that AI is crucial to, you know, make a lot of this stuff work uh, in the right way is drones and robots. These are all going to be big parts of our lives. And so I just wanted to kind of talk about AI and using that technology help for instance like drones and and just start there i mean you you have you know so So, many delivery services so many different companies looking at using drones and i'll let you just take off there yeah i mean you got to go back i mean 10 years ago the the commercial use of drones was illegal in the united states i mean that you know it wasn't until 2016 that the faa faa the uh came up with um the rules to allow this to be uh the drone industry to really develop um beyond uh just using it for defense. So now those are used in so many different areas um, in construction and in, well, in defense, obviously, just as a couple examples. But the big thing is, is the delivery aspect of it um, because it's just so much faster, so much, you know, you don't have to follow the roads. You can just follow uh, the line of sight, right, to get to the person's house. 
But um, I, I think we're now at the, at the start of when we've got the FAA to allow the um, uh, to, to allow drones to not just be contained to a visual line of sight where you can actually see the drone. You'll be allowed to program them. Um, Walmart started to uh, expand their standard drone delivery program, um, uh, and, and they've got a partner named Drone Up. Uh, Flytrex is another one for fast food outlets. Wing Zipline, these are other companies that are in the United States that are uh, in that. Uh, Amazon had, had two trials last year in, uh, in two different states. Um, but Amazon, UPS, DHL, you know, they're all looking at this. And so beyond uh, what's called BVLOS, BVLOS, which is beyond your visual line of sight, that's the key um, with this. So overall, like when you start thinking about AI and including that in drones, all of a sudden you can start um, putting in, like from, from a logistics standpoint, um, putting in this information, you know, when people are getting deliveries and you can become so much more efficient not only at the flight plans of these things, but when you deliver, um, where you deliver the package, um, whether a house has a driveway to deliver a package that's safe. I mean, all of these things add to this incredible complex uh, system of delivery uh, when it comes to drones specifically that I think is just super exciting. Now, yeah, you know, one of the one of the pushbacks, though, yeah. is, you know, we could see a future here where, I mean— if you're taking if if drones take over a lot of the delivery aspects that we're we're seeing, that's a lot of additional air traffic. A lot of, I mean, that's a that's a big factor there too. Plus, you talked about privacy. I mean, these are going you're going to have hundreds and hundreds of drones flying in and out of your yard or, or in your neighborhood. So, <laughs> I mean, it 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 could be really well, interesting. And, and then again, back to that, you need AI to power muscle, it all. You know, you're. At the Gersher household, that may be true. You know, ordering stuff every day and having it delivered, you know, for you wealthy guys. Yeah, but, um, right. <laughs> but no, I think that's a good thing. You know, that's a good point to make. I mean, yes, um, potentially it could be chaotic in that sense, but that's what AI is really good for. The other thing that you have to start thinking about, too, is, yes, it'll have an impact on the trucking industry, but the trucking industry has big problems because they can't get enough delivery people. And then you have the added positive if that, you know, if you're not using the trucks, which are kicking off diesel exhaust and using gasoline as well, you don't have as much greenhouse gas stuff. I mean, these, you know, these drones, a lot of them are electric. So, you know, that, and they have to be because that's lighter. I guess that's kind of dumb, but um, it, it's just, there's pluses and minuses to this that we haven't sorted out, you know, and again, it's like AI, we haven't sorted it all out, but this is where it's going because literally there's billions and billions of dollars being dedicated toward this, trying to figure it out because it will save companies billions and billions of dollars. So just the retail aspect of it on the commercial side is really interesting. Um, on the defense side, there's all sorts of interesting things that are going on there as well. Uh, there's also, you know, because uh, if you look at the Ukraine war, one of the things that has happened is that the U.S. has provided Ukraine with the Patriot missile system, which is shooting down a lot of these drones. But there's a lot of counter drone technology that's getting implemented out there as well that 
that is an effective way of going after, uh, you know, a drone attack. So that's something that's interesting, too. So, again, there's just a lot of things happening in that space. And then finally, just taking this back to robots and a little bit of the time that we have left. I mean, the complexity of a robot is pretty amazing. You know, people think, oh, we can just make one that will be like a human being. No. I mean, there's so many things that have to go into that. Um, to make a robot like a human being, that you are going to need AI to power that, uh, to make that happen. And, you know, bringing this right back to where we started, that's where things get a little dangerous, too, because from a defense application, once you do make those breakthroughs, then you've got, you're, you're going to manufacturing, or you're going to manufacture armies of soldiers that are robots, and that's really where things get a little creepy, and I, I'm not sure that's a path that is necessarily good for society as a whole, but that is where countries will go. Oh, it will. It will, because, and that's, that's why the United States or any other major power cannot ignore this, because you, you know China, you know Iran, you know Russia— I, I've heard for years, I've, you know, and this is the, you know, the military aspect. They've always talked about uh, China may, making a move against Taiwan. One of the, the things that I've heard from, you know, in, in military circles, one of the tactics that they would use is to overwhelm an island like that with drones. Millions of them yeah. that could go past any kind of missile defense systems. I mean, it, it, it is a, when a plot, when this technology with AI, especially drones, and they can come very small now too, you know, in coordination with AI can do some crazy, crazy stuff, especially on the battlefield. And like I said, uh, one, you know, I've heard of, you know, taking literally dumping millions of drones over a city that you're going to invade and have that do a lot of the work. And and you can talk about, I mean, there's so many different things from armed robots and drones to, you know, using surveillance. We see drone footage used firsthand on the battlefield in Ukraine and, 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 and the military stuff is, is probably a lot farther ahead than people realize as well, though. Yeah, and, and I think um, already, say, the Air Force has run tests with fire pilots. They've taken their top gun and run it against an AI program. Uh, it took a while, but the AI program defeated the top gun because what AI can do is not have the um, uh, the, the uh, restraint that a human being would have in the sense of G-force, but also in the sense of like what the the AI fighter pilot did that that defeated the ace pilot was it took the plane and drove it straight at the other plane because it knew it could veer off or veer off at the last minute while shooting directly at the other pilot. And a human pilot wouldn't do that because of the risk, right? But AI doesn't look at it that way. So there's all sorts of things you're going to learn, but it that's the level of sophistication that we're already at with um, the use of AI in fighter planes. So um, it, it's, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the thing. And whether or not you allow a tank to be autonomous in its, in its ability to not only move, but also to fire, then you're, you're into a whole nother level of what happens if it goes rogue. It starts killing everybody. I mean, these are the things that we have to worry about. These are the things we have to think about 
we're a long ways away from from really fully implementing this. Um, we, we've got to deal with data. We've got to deal with the compute power that you're going to need, and of course the talent that you have to have to be able to um, design these these AI systems as well. So all of these things will take time to implement. But that's where we're going with this. Um, whether it's business or whether it's the defense industry, um, this is the ultimate game. And then finally, you know, they always talk about computers at some point becoming self-aware and actually <laughs> doing the thinking. How far away are we from that now? When I was a kid, they said, oh, it'll be, you know, years and years and years. Well, years and years are passing and Boy, that technology is looking a lot closer. Yeah, I mean, it really it gets back to, and I've been doing a lot of studying on this. Um, th there's a really interesting book by a man who's done a tremendous amount of work on the brain and understanding how we, as human beings, where do we store knowledge? How do we create knowledge? And it's really fascinating in the sense that they've discovered that in the neocortex, which is where we store this, that we've actually developed uh, a, a mapping and a reference um, capability to create knowledge, right? And so, in intelligence. And so, right now, the structure of these AI models is not along those lines. When we begin to, when meaning technology and scientists and researchers start to utilize that model for AI and for intelligence, we're going to get super intelligent. And then the big question is like, what the heck do we do with it? I mean, honestly, human beings as, as mammals, well, like we're kind of inferior to a tiger, for instance. But what we do have that's very different from a tiger is we have a brain. And that brain gives us a lot of capabilities of using tools, developing guns, you know, creating societies. What happens when there is another force in the world that's smarter than us? that has more super intelligence, you know, and what does that mean for us as, as a culture, as a society, as a, as a race? And that's where things get a little wonky. So we're not there yet. We're, we're still a ways away because we haven't made those steps, but that's where that research is going. And the name of the guy that, that was, did a lot of study on this, the book that I've read on this is really good. It's called a thousand brains by Jeff Hawkins. Um, it, it, takes a little while to kind of get through the brain aspect, but then when he starts applying it uh, with AI and artificial intelligence, you get a better, better understanding of like what's the challenge is to, to creating something that would be conscious or something that has super intelligence. Humans have always been the top of the food chain, especially on the intelligence front. You know, just to kind of put it in perspective though, I mean, smart people have been thinking about this for a while. I remember when I was a kid, I read a book by Philip K. Dick called do androids dream of electric sheep? That was actually yeah. written, I think, maybe around the time or before I was even born. But it's funny how, you know, they we've seen this for years coming, and it's just really interesting that now we're here and it is really accelerating and to see how society really uh, deals with all of this, the applications that uh, will come from it, but then how much of ourselves, we also give to it as well. So Andy, as we wrap up today's GAINS podcast, what's the takeaway on AI and the drones and robots it will run in the future and, and, and everything that we've talked about today? Well, let me just say this, like 
going back, I mean, this goes, the warning about artificial intelligence um, or intelligent machines goes all the way back to Alan Turing during World War II and afterwards. So this has been thought about for some time in the expectation that eventually we would get there with the technology that we have. The thing, the way that I would say about AI is this, is like it takes a while for us to develop the technology overall that we need all the components. It's like an iPhone. You couldn't have developed an iPhone unless you had the software or the screen, you know, the physical screens or the ability to have a chip that would run that fast. That's the same thing when it comes to AI. We now have cloud computing where you can have massive amounts of data stored. We now have chips um, that run extraordinarily fast. These are the AI chips that everybody's, you know, NVIDIA and those companies that create the graphic interface ones. Um, in the GPU. So um, it takes a while to build this all up. Yet, here we are, we're getting there. And so what I would say is this, like as an investor and, and looking out at things, I'm looking at companies to see how they take technology that's out there um, and apply it to their industry and where they can become so much more efficient and provide customers what they want. That's ultimately what it's all about. So as everybody does their homework for investing, just be really careful because there's a lot of companies that are going to all of a sudden come out and say they're AI companies that are not. So you got to separate the wheat from the chaff here, the people that are telling you the truth and not. And that makes investing a little bit challenging when there aren't any rules or regulators kind of coming after you on this. Certainly an interesting topic that we'll be talking about for a very, very long time. Hey, big thanks to Andrew Bush, former chief markets intelligence officer at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission and economic futurist at andrewbush.com. That's andrewbush.com. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. As always, I've been told that's podcast gold. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gains episode drops. We drop Gains episodes on Wednesday mornings, and I look forward to seeing you then. A News Radio WBBM podcast, powered by Odyssey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.